when I thought about purpose, that felt very big to me. It was like something to change the world was a purpose. However, uh, what you said about purpose with the lower P is actually where I landed with my purposes. And I say that I have three of them. We often hear people wishing us a long, happy, and healthy life. But what if the length isn't what matters most? What if instead it's the breath, depth, and purpose of each day that matters most? Welcome to the Live the Width of Your Life podcast. My name is Annette Ardellian Kuzma, and join me weekly as I interview guests who made changes in their own lives to live more fully with intention, gratitude, and joy. Be prepared to be inspired by their stories of how they shifted their mindset, took courageous action, and designed the life that they always wanted to live. Welcome back to the show. This week's guest is Kristen Racco. Kristen is a content marketing strategy consultant who helps businesses unleash content marketing as their growth engine and provides an extra pair of hands to help execute it, producing the strategic playbook and setting the standards for high quality audience focused content that fuels the marketing funnel at all phases. Over the past 15 years, she's built a career in content marketing, planning, producing, and sharing stories via earned, owned, and paid channels. And last year, she was recognized as a finalist in the Women in Content Marketing Awards. Kristen is also the host of the podcast, Bold Moves. How did she do it? The podcast will inspire you to take bold action to pursue your greatest dreams. In her podcast, you'll hear bold move stories that propelled her guests from curiosity to action. And understand that doing the thing that you've always wanted to do isn't more than just making a decision and being courageous. Take a listen. Hi, Kristen. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hey, Annetta. It's so great to be here. Thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to our conversation. Every time you and I connect, I think that we just have so many things that we love to talk about. So, for those that don't know you, Can you just share a little bit more about yourself? Absolutely. It's funny because I'm always so quick to go to my career, but I'm going to start this a little bit differently and uh, just talk about how I grew up a little bit and then I'll get into my career. So I grew up in a loving family. I was born in South Florida and my family moved around a lot, actually. So even though I was born in Florida and I did live there for the first 10 years of my life, I actually have lived in Minnesota, North Carolina, South Carolina, (laughs) Georgia, and New York. So we did move around a lot. I didn't do all of that moving with my family, but I think that all of that moving around in my life has really contributed to my love of travel, my love of adventure, and then, of course, my love of meeting new people and building connections. So I think that's a really cool tie to my childhood and growing up. And for college, I went to NC State in Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm a proud NC State alumna. I majored in communications, and then I went on to get my master's degree in integrated communications from the University of South Carolina. So that's where South Carolina comes into the equation. And of course, from there, I started my career. And over the past 15 years, I've really built a career in storytelling. And right now, I am a content marketing consultant. 
and I consult businesses on content marketing strategies to fuel their growth engines in their businesses. Previously, I had built an entire corporate career basically doing the same thing, although the space has evolved over the decades. I really have used that foundation of storytelling to help my clients and businesses that I work for connect with their audiences. And so I really love it. It's something that I feel very passionate about and gives me a lot of joy in my day to day. I'm so glad you started sharing your personal background because too often we start with what people would find on their resume or LinkedIn profile, all the business stuff. But it's so much more interesting to go back and say, but why did you pick the career that you're in? Or why are you focusing on these things? And so you talked about your love of travel and people and making Mm -hmm. connections. And also, I think probably there's some skills or some experiences from traveling so much or moving so much that has built who you are today. But what do you think the connection is between your childhood experiences and then this love of storytelling? Yeah, that's a great question. I can remember sitting next to my dad watching football actually on Sundays and just really connecting with him in those moments of watching football and then also just loving watching the hosts, actually, the broadcasters talk about what was going on in the game. And then I also loved the Today Show. I loved watching, at the time, it was Katie Couric (laughs) host the Today (laughs) Show. And I just thought it was so cool that these people got to ask questions for their career, basically, and meet people and learn more about the world, about life through other people's stories. And Mm -hmm. so I always say that I became enamored with my space at a very young age. And as I grew up, I didn't want to be an astronaut. I wanted to be like the Today Show host. And it never really changed as I grew up. I always felt very excited about communications and that field. I didn't know exactly how that would evolve, of course, over my life. But I did know that I wanted to be a communications major and that I wanted to get into the business of storytelling and connecting with people for a living. And so I just continued on that path into my career. I thank you so much for sharing that. And I love how that aligns with what your experience and your passions are from a young child, because most people don't do that. I think too many of Mm -hmm. us either lose touch with the things that we enjoyed doing as a kid, Mm. or maybe we just never could figure out how to turn that love of questioning, like you said, and watching people to say, oh, that could be content marketing and and storytelling. So what are some of the biggest mistakes that people make when they're doing their content marketing or as a business who's trying to develop their story? Like what are some of the things, the mistakes they make and some of the things that you want people to know? Yeah. Well, first of all, if people don't know what content marketing is, just first to describe that. It's a strategic approach to marketing where you create and distribute useful and authentic content to create connection with an audience Hmm. and build Mm -hmm. a relationship with the audience. And often the outcome is to then turn your audience or prospects into customers, right, through intentional content. So that's kind of the foundation and the definition of content 
marketing. And what I see businesses doing or mistakes that they're making really is jumping straight to tactics. So Mm. versus starting at the strategic foundation of building a content marketing strategy, they're quick to just write a blog post, for example, or send out a tweet or send an email without carefully thinking about why they're doing that and what the eventual outcome is from that activity that they want it to be. The businesses that focus in on the strategy, build that strategy, are the most likely to be successful because I think at the essence of a content marketing strategy is also a differentiation strategy from competitors. During the research phase of any strategic plan that comes together, there's a lot of research that goes into competitors to see what they're doing and to figure out how you can be competitively positioned to create an ownable platform for your brand. And then, of course, there is also a very detailed look at your specific target audience, learning as much about them as you can so that the messages that you put out and the content you put out is going to be relevant to them and that they're going to want to continue to engage with you and your brand. So that's why the foundation is so important rather than going straight into writing that that blog post that just came to you a couple hours ago. Mm-hmm. So how often do you encourage businesses to update their content marketing strategy? So say yeah. I'm a coach and I do consulting and I remember going through this process early on and doing some mm. brand strategy, but how often do you encourage folks to go through? My best advice for this is annually to maybe you develop it once and then maybe annually you take a look at it, you update mm-hmm. it. And importantly, I think every year Ultimately, your business can change. The direction that you want to go can change. And so it's just important to come back to it every year to make sure that that foundation that you put together is current with your current objectives. Mm -hmm. Any good strategist will tell you that the basis of the strategy also comes down to what your outcomes are. What are the objectives? What are the goals that you have? And building from there. And so often business goals tend to shift, especially if you're a small business. Mm -hmm. Your goals can shift as you learn more about the product that you're offering, the market you're serving. And so it's really important to come back to that strategy and relook at it year after year. That's a great idea. So one of your other passions, of course, is your (laughs) podcast, Bold Moves. How did you know? So tell me, first of all, tell me about the title. And how you came up with this title for the podcast. Yeah. Interestingly, and we can talk more about this too, but the concept of bold moves had been radiating inside me for like five years before it actually Mm. came into the world. But I always had this notion. I saw these entrepreneurs doing exceptional things in my mind, right? I'm like, how are they doing that? I just was so enamored by not just entrepreneurs, but other people as well who took really courageous steps forward in their lives to take bold action and to make significant changes. And so that really compelled me 
And I thought that's kind of how I came up with the title Bold Moves and the premise of my podcast, which is talking to interesting people who have done bold things and untangling that. So often I think people are, oh yeah, I just did that thing. Or I just started five businesses, no big deal. It's like for so many of us, that is a big deal and we don't understand how that's even possible. And Mm -hmm. so I want people who are listening to this podcast to start to understand seemingly the impossible is possible. And it's not just possible for those people, it's possible for you too. And Mm -hmm. so the podcast is an examination, not just about what somebody did, but the how did they did it and why they did it, which is the how did you know part. (laughs) I love that idea. And I guess my question for you is, what did you learn and how has it sparked in you changes the way you approach your own business? Great question. I also wanted to just say one more thing about the podcast too. When I got it off the ground, I had this hypothesis as well that really played into it, which is that people who are more bold are courageous and decisive. So those are two very strong characteristics of bold people. And because they make bold moves, they're also more satisfied and fulfilled. And so Mm -hmm. some of the podcast is also about examining that hypothesis. Like, are these people who go outside of their comfort zone and make these bold moves live a more satisfied life? So that's that's a part of it too. And then your question (laughs) is, what have I learned through the podcast in doing it so far? And what changes have I made to my business or my life as a result? I've learned a lot from the podcast, including from you, Anetta. I (laughs) had you on, I believe it was episode six. We talked about living the width of your life, a really profound concept where I learned a lot about thinking broader about what fulfills me and what gives me the most satisfaction, not just going through the motions of life. But also, I think what I've really learned is when I started to really dive into this concept of how did you know, I actually a little bit want to change it to who did you know? Because Mm -hmm. I've learned that the how is not maybe as important as what I thought. It's the who that matters. And going into this podcast, I didn't have as much awareness around that. But through all of the guests that I've had on, basically, they've had a vision and an idea. And their what was clear and their why for doing it was even stronger. And so when they started to pursue their path, even though they didn't, and everybody tells me this, I have no idea what I'm doing, basically, on a day to day (laughs) basis. I don't know what I'm doing. But they find other people who have, quote, been there, done that to get advice from and to help them figure out the answers to their questions. My very first guest, her name is Tammy Tibbetts. She's the co-founder and CEO of a nonprofit called She's the First, which is a global girls' rights organization. I asked her what she wished she knew about being bold earlier on in her life, and she said something that really stands out to me, which is invest in the future you. And to me, that means that 
I might not know today what I need to know for that step in the future, but I'm going to keep taking steps to get to that place in the future. And when I get there, I will know. I will know how to achieve it. I will know how to accomplish it. I will have learned enough so that I can keep going or I can make the right decision. And so I've learned a lot and I've only had seven episodes so far, but it has been one of the most impactful things I've done to date in my life, career, whatever, to just continue to understand what this life is all about and giving me more confidence in my life and my business to take steps and be uncomfortable and get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah, it's so true. And I always say, when we were younger, everything was a first. We were learning things for the very first time. We were experiencing things and we were bold, right? You fall off your bike, you get back up, you want to learn how to do it. First time you rollerblade, you figure it out. First time anything. And you're learning sports and you're out there competing in front of all these parents and stuff. Like we were so bold as kids. And over time, I think some of these lessons or these things that were ingrained in us, like you have to be perfect and be really good at everything you do. Who says you have to be? There are things that are fun to do just because they bring you joy. You don't have to be the best at it. And so this notion of being bold, I think, is the idea. It's Mm -hmm. the commitment to do something, even before you have it figured out, without assuming it has to be perfect, which is just, I think, part of the spark and the excitement and the passion that drives you to go do those things. And it made me think of like running a marathon. Mm -hmm. I remember I was not a big runner, but I had this bucket list thing that I was going to run a marathon. So I'm okay, what do I need to do? I didn't start running 20 miles initially. I was like, what are the best shoes that I need to buy so I don't hurt myself? What's the training plan that I can download that someone's already created that I don't need to come up with myself? And how do I start following it? And then you just slowly work and get there. But the vision is what starts first. The vision, the Mm -hmm. commitment, like I'm going to do this. I'm going to commit to it. I'm going to pick the date, all those things. And then you start taking baby steps. But Why do you feel maybe we've lost our way? Some people have Mm -hmm. somehow maintained this boldness in their life where they recognize that it doesn't have to be perfect. And then others maybe can't find the courage or they'll give themselves the same permission. Exactly. I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. And I'll answer that a little bit first with the personal story, I think, and then come back to what I think generally. The personal story is that I recounted at the beginning of the podcast my desire and interest in the field of hosting and storytelling and these people that made a career out of interviewing because of my passion for connecting with people and all of that. But as you continue to, I guess, basically graduate high school and then college, the expectation from society is so strong around what it means to be successful. And Mm -hmm. this is for me. I would imagine that for a lot of other people, this plays into their journey as well. But for me, I was always chasing somebody else's vision of success. 
And Mm -hmm. I didn't spend any time thinking about what does success mean to me? But what I saw in the world was that successful people make a lot of money. Successful people are CEOs of companies or sit in the C-suite of companies. Successful people grow their career with promotions every several years. So that's exactly what I set out to do. And so I think people lose their way as a result of that. And Mm -hmm. the way that I was able to finally slow that part of my brain down and click on the other part of my brain, which was, what do I, Kristen, want to do in my career and in my life? What are my goals? What are my passions? What are my values? Was when I felt out of alignment in my job. Mm -hmm. So one of my other podcast guests said this, quote, and I think it's brilliant. She said, contrast creates clarity. And when everything is going smoothly and you're getting all the promotions and you're continuing to grow your career and you're getting validated for the hard work you're doing, it's great and feels like that's your version of success. But then I got to imagine this happens to more people than just me. And then when something doesn't go quite right, or it wasn't in your vision of what right was, it's like, this feels so out of alignment with me. And that was the moment about a year ago where I stopped and started to pay attention to my inner voice for maybe the first time of my life in a very significant and substantial way. And so it took me about a year maybe a little less than that because of where I am now, but to really identify all those things I said, what are my most important values? What's my version of success? How do I define freedom? I literally created an entire PowerPoint presentation titled Finding (laughs) My Purpose so that I could do the inward work. That was my way of journaling. And I got some coaching in the process. I went to therapy And so I also sought out those some outside support to help me look inward because it just wasn't innate to me. Well, of course, we don't learn how to do that. There isn't a class on finding your purpose in college that is a requirement. We definitely aren't talking about it in high school. And Most of the time, we don't necessarily have people within our own life. I'm glad that you reached out professionally. I worked with a coach as well when I first wanted Mm -hmm. to do the same type of work because Mm -hmm. I think so many of us are disconnected to that inner voice. We don't trust it because we've been focusing, as you said, on someone else's definition of success. So was it difficult for you to learn to trust and to hear that Mm -hmm. voice? And what practices like really helped you to kind of tune into that? Yes, it was. The very first thing that my career coach had me do was take the Clifton Strengths Finder. I don't know if it's a test, but the Clifton Strengths, yes, to identify my strengths, which I think it's not just about the strengths are in life in general, not just for career. But what happened was my strengths came back as achiever, 
maximizer, focus, significance, and mm. one more I'm forgetting. All of those strengths this- are about doing work, yeah, <laughs> are about business, business yeah. strengths. They're all about hard work, maximizing what I'm doing to achieve the best outcomes. And that is exactly what made me such a high performer in all my roles and exactly why I've been able to accelerate my career in the way that I have. And also, (laughs) it's so strong in me that I really didn't know how to tap into my inner voice, right? Because those are all very work-oriented. Put your nose to the grindstone, do the work, and it pays off. And so then my coach said, okay, we know this now. Now I also want to help you understand what your values are. What is your purpose? And she asked me, what are you curious about? Which for me was the hardest question on the planet. Yeah. Seemingly so simple. (laughs) But (laughs) my brain had been locked up in work mode in just putting one foot in front of the other to do my job on a day-to-day basis that I didn't really think about what made me curious. I was just doing the work I knew I had to do. And so it was through that coaching and those questions that helped me build more momentum for listening to my inner voice. And to me today, that's way more important to be able to continue to live my life by my own design and not by somebody else's. Finally, I was able to unlock my true self and my true purposes, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And now I could intentionally take steps into those zones versus what felt out of alignment with me and continuing to go down that path. Yeah. I am so glad that you shared your process because I think too often people hope, we hope (laughs) that one day we'll just get this magic download and the entire future will be written for us and it'll make it so easy. But I always tell my clients too, maybe don't approach purpose with a capital P. Maybe Mm. there's several little P purposes and get curious about those, explore those. And I love that your coach asked you, what are you curious about? Because curiosity is such a great way to get unstuck. It allows us to go, hmm, I wonder if, or I wonder what this would feel like. And so it gives you permission to explore, to try things, but not in a way that it has to be like you have to get it right on the first try. All these experiments that we try in life when we're curious gives us more answers and helps eventually guide us in the direction that we want to go to. So I guess on your curiosity path, you've started to build this business. Tell us all the things that you're doing today. And are there things that you also are still curious about that you think Mm. you might want to bring forth in your life in the future? Mm. Yeah, I wanted to quickly backtrack to those purposes with a lower P, because that's a really important point that you made, Annetta. I think, well, I'll just speak for myself. When I thought about purpose, that felt very big to me. It was like something to change the world was a purpose. However, 
uh, what you said about purpose with the lower P is actually where I landed with my purposes. And I say that I have three of them. Through the work about my personal inward work and then also knowing what I like to do professionally, I came up with three different lower P purposes. The Uh first one is connection, which I define as building authentic relationships with others. The Mm -hmm. second one is sharing knowledge and stories in the world. Mm -hmm. So exchanging ideas to bring more insights into the world. And that would be to help myself and others expand their worldview. And I can say that this conversation right now is one of the ways that I'm fulfilling one of my purposes and Mm -hmm. also through my podcast as well. And then finally, empowering others. I have always been this way, but I want to be your biggest cheerleader I want to be an encourager, and I want to give sound advice and guidance to those who are needing whatever type of advice in a situation or whatever. I just want to be there to be of support and for others to lean on to -hmm. help them through a hard and challenging time and encourage them that they can do what they are setting out to do. So again, you know, these are not life-changing purposes, but they are specific to me and who I am, and because of that, they feel really in alignment. And so I do think once people can explore more about themselves, they can start to see that it's not just about those big audacious goals that may play into your purpose. It really can just be as little as these little words that might help you kind of zig and zag to what you're meant to do. I just wanted to say too that it's nice to have these three. And while you say that it might not be this life-changing, but actually storytelling can change someone's life and most Mm -hmm. definitely will. And doing the podcast and connecting Mm -hmm. people and having these stories, it is Mm life-changing. And so the nice thing too about being able to say, here's my three, like you did, and some people it might be five, whatever it Mm -hmm. is, there are bullet points underneath each of those things. So Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, what other ways can I fulfill this purpose of connection? And you find yourself then, it just opens up more doors. I think when you are clear, even at a broad level, the tactics and the other ways to get there just continuously start to unfold. And then you do feel aligned. Because you're like, here's what matters. This is what success looks like for me. And by the way, do each of these opportunities are coming my way, do they align? Because I, I don't know about you, but when I'm in alignment and when something is so aligned to my purpose and to what yep. I'm so passionate about, you feel like there's nothing that you couldn't do. Yes. And when you're not aligned, you can push and strive so hard and things may still not work out. Do you feel that? Or have you had the same experience? Yes, it's flow state when you're doing yes. things that you love to be doing. It doesn't feel hard anymore. I mean, there are hard yeah. moments. Of but course. It feels it just has a different feeling in your body than when you're yeah. out of alignment with what you're meant to do. And I think too, we can't ignore the fact that every one of us lives in a fast-paced world with a lot of different demands on our time, a lot of places to put our attention. And so having these focuses, even when somebody new is emailing me and we're like, let's set up a meeting to chat. And I'm looking at my calendar and it's all full and busy. I'm like, no, no, no. 
this is exactly what I want to be doing. And it helps you get out of the daily minutia of those strains on your time. And it helps you to not see it as a strain on your time, but Mm -hmm. as the best use of your time. Uh, Because I think we all can get to that place where it's like, I've got, you know, so many things to take care of today. How am I going to fit another one in? But if you can come back to that thing and say, no, this is what I love doing. I get to do this. I don't have to do this. It changes the entire narrative. Mm -hmm. And, you know, speaking of changing the narrative and reframing your thoughts, that's what it's all about (laughs) to live a life (laughs) that is satisfying which is really hard to do in the place Mm -hmm. that I was a year ago, but is even easier now when I have all of these tools in my tool belt. For sure. What's next? Like, Mm -hmm. what are some of the Mm -hmm. other things that, you know, are part of that vision that you Mm -hmm. have for your integrated life? Yeah. I haven't shared this publicly, but that's okay. (laughs) I do want to put it out in the world. Bold moves. I'm starting it as a podcast, but eventually my grand vision, I suppose, for it, at least today, is to have bold move events around the country where I could host and have people on stage and interview them about the different steps they've taken to live bold lives and make bold moves, where people would gather in person to have those conversations So that would be a vision for Bold Moves that maybe I'll be working towards with building the Bold Moves community. Right now, Bold Moves is a podcast, and I do want to create a community as well, and I'm just trying to figure out the best way in which to go about that. So I've also thought about creating Bold Move Masterminds, where I facilitate groups, where it's just a community of people who have a vision for what they want to do and just want to lean on each other to share what their vision is and support each other and get advice and gathering with other who's to help them realize it's possible for them. And then of course, me kind of layering in my experience. I've started and launched two companies now. So I think I have some pretty sound advice to help businesses get off the ground, if that's a vision for a bold move that people have. And and often I do think starting a business and going out on your own is a version of a bold move that a lot of people have. So that would be another one. Well, I am so glad that you put that out there in the world and that you shared it here. And I want to say, and so it is like anytime (laughs) when we're able to take a step like that, which you just did, I think that it starts moving things in the right direction. You start gaining traction. So I did that on a podcast with a friend of mine last year and kind of put a date out for my book to have it published before I even knew if it was possible. It was really aggressive. And then I was like, (laughs) okay. And I just thought, you know what? It really doesn't work out. I'm sure we could edit it or put something, an update. But because of it, like then it accelerated everything. So hopefully we will start to see a Bold Moves event near us in the near future. Yeah. And speaking of Bold Moves, Annetta, writing a book, I would love to <laughs> also have more authors on my podcast because woo, 
That is a bold move for sure. And I know that dream lives in a lot of people too. I'm turning the tables a little bit, but how did you end up? I guess, what was the genesis of your desire to write the book? And then how did you come to realize that dream for yourself? I've always considered myself a writer. Like I journaled forever. I was an English lit major and took tons of literature courses. And I loved writing papers all the time. I just love mm-hmm. the art form and the creativity of writing. It just feels like an extension of me and my soul. And so I always knew I would write a book. I just struggled for the longest time trying to say, what would I write about? I always figured it would be nonfiction, but I wasn't sure. And then one day, I don't know where I heard it, but somebody said, write the book that you wish existed, that you want to read. And so in my mind, I was like, I want a daily book that people can read in bite-sized pieces that helps them on their transformation journey. And so it started Mm -hmm. there. And then from there, I just started getting a little bit more specific around, well, what could that look like? And once I had an outline and a shell, I just created a project plan for myself. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Let's get this out. And Mm -hmm. I also had, I wanted to do it in my 50th year. Like I turned 50 last year and I was like, I really want to get the book out while I'm 50. And I didn't hit it by my birthday, but I did squeak Mm. it out three days before the new year. So it was like, (laughs) so that helped accelerate things. And I do think a lot of people have it in them. And I would say, Mm -hmm. do it. If you have a desire to write a book, And also just ask yourself, what's the type of book that you would want to read? And it doesn't matter that there's other books out there that are similar because no two people are the same. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. whatever you bring to it and your perspective is going to be different than the one that's out there. I mean, I have tons of self-help books and everybody's different. Yeah, that's another great piece of advice. You said two things that I think I'm going to write down after we get off today. The first one is there's room for everybody. I think a common misperception is that somebody else is doing that thing I want to do. So they say, it's not possible for me. And it's so not true. I mean, I'm a content marketing consultant. How many of us are there in the world? But there's a place for all of us. We all bring our unique value to every project. Mm -hmm. And we all have our network of people who want to work with us or can refer us. And so there is room for everybody's ideas to manifest into reality. So I want to say that based on what you said. And then you talked about initially, you always had it in you. And then someone said something about writing the book that you wish you could read. And I think what's important there for the audience is to write these things down when you think of them. So in that situation, that comment made you stop and think. And those Mm -hmm. are the moments where you should write that down, right? Because that's another helpful guide for people to start listening to their inward voice. If someone says really sticks with you, write it down. There's something there that's telling you, giving you more information about your true journey. I agree with you 100%. And I have notebooks and journals in like every purse (laughs) that I carry (laughs) for that reason. Or you can leave a voice memo for yourself if you only have your phone Mm -hmm. or the notes app on your phone, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be because sometimes those best ideas will come when you're outside walking or you're not 
in front of a computer, for example. So do you have a desire to write a book, Kristen? I don't. Okay. It's funny because I've thought about it a lot. This question about do I want to write a book? Because I know a lot of people who have written books and who want to write books. And for me, it doesn't feel like a even a silent roar inside. <laughs> I would rather produce short kind of content writing, but not the long, dense book. I don't have a vision for that for myself. Now, what's funny, though, is that I would love to be a ghostwriter for an author. So I was just talking about this yesterday with a book publisher, not for me or anyone. He just so happens to run a Mm self-publishing company. And I said to him that I would love to be able to interface with an author and be able to turn their words into the story that is a book, that becomes a book. Maybe eventually there's a time in my life where I'll write a book, but it won't be my own book. If you can kind of see, it's this process where I like interviewing people. I like learning about people. And I like turning their experiences into guidance, advice, stories, whatever that may be. So maybe we'll see. That might happen for me in the future. Yes. So Kristen, there's a question I ask everyone on the podcast, which is tied to the title of the podcast. What does it mean to you to live the width of your life? To me, living the width of your life means really simply feeling alive and free. Beautiful. I love it. So simple and so powerful. And Kristen, how can we find you? How can we best support you? It has been so great being here with you today, Annetta. Thank you. I've so enjoyed getting to know you too over the last couple of months since we met. Thank you so much. The place where people can learn more about me would be my website, kristenrocco.com. I would love for everybody to also connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active Mm -hmm. there as well. And then on Instagram, I'm at Kristen Rocco. And tune into my podcast, Bold Moves, How Did You Know? (laughs) I love it. We'll include all those details in the show notes. And I just, I want to congratulate you for making your own bold moves. I want to thank you for sharing other people's stories and being such an amazing storyteller. Because as we share these stories, then maybe someone else can be a little inspired and find that courage to take action towards their own bold moves. Thank you so much for coming on the show and continued success to you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you're inspired to finally take courageous action on a personal or professional goal that has been on your heart for some time, then follow this podcast because every week we'll have intimate, authentic conversations with guests who have redefined success, created healthy new habits to support optimal health, and finally release the stories and limiting beliefs that kept them stuck in a life they didn't love. If you want to start or grow deeper in your own transformation journey, then I am happy to answer questions on a one-on-one 30-minute transformation strategy call at no cost to you. Head on to my website to book your slot today, and I will see you next time.